Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. She's a fashion blogger, model, and entrepreneur. She's amazing. The latest tips on fashion, beauty, wellness, travel, and her lifestyle. And now, here's the founder and creator of Not Basic Blonde, Olasha. Hey loves, welcome back to another episode of Not Basic Blonde podcast. I have a very interesting episode today and very interesting guest, like always, how do you become a millionaire? <laughs> Great question, right? I'm sure so many would like to know the answer to that. So in today's episode, my guest will be sharing simple steps that will make you a millionaire. My guest today is Nima Yamini. Nima is public figure, entrepreneur, speaker, author, co-founder of PN and Friends investment consultant firm, which is also an online education company with the largest crypto, NFT, and blockchain-based community on earth. Also very popular in social media, went viral many times on TikTok, and so much more. So today, Nima and I will be talking about simple steps that will make you a millionaire. We'll be talking about crypto world. We'll be talking about finances. How can you become a millionaire? And we'll be sharing our personal experience and so much more. Very interesting episode, guys. But before we dive in, don't forget to subscribe, rate and review Not Basic Blonde podcast on Apple Podcasts. Hi, Nima. So glad to have you on my podcast. How are you today? Good, good. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Yeah, thank, thank you. you so much for being my guest. And you're such a successful entrepreneur. You would love to know what's the secret. I'm still figuring it out myself. And uh, I want to just first of all say thank you for having me here. Uh, yeah, you really meant 4 million downloads. Wow. That's, uh, that's a lot. Well, so you, you, I, I want to know your secret to success also here. How you did that. Well, I've done a lot of work and it's like basically 24-7 and I have a team that helps me and nonstop making connections and networking. So that helps a lot. 
Nice, nice. All right. Well, yeah, you know, it's, it's similar for me as well. You know, it's uh, I have a great team. Uh, so I, I uh, my, my background is just uh, uh, 41 years old. I, I live here in Miami and I also live in Germany. Um, and when I'm here, I'm here for about seven months out of the year. Uh, here in Florida, we have uh, a special uh, tax situation, which is much easier than uh, in Germany, which is a much higher tax rate for, uh, you know, high income individuals. Uh, so here we have no state. So if I'm here, there's something called the 183 day rule. So if you're in Florida for 183 days, you can actually qualify for having Florida as your tax domicile. But as an American citizen, I'm marrying a German woman um, and, you know, this summer and she's pregnant. So uh, in September is our due date for our daughter. And um, so... Yeah, thank you. You know, it's my first, I, I, my dream was to one day have a, a daughter. I, I used to go to the playground and look at and visualize. This actually helped me in business too, but I, I, I would visualize one day being a man playing with my daughter's cheeks at the playground and, and having her walk and fall, walk and fall, walk and fall. And now finally, yeah, I'm 41. I didn't know if it would ever happen. I mean, I would literally go to the playground and just watch this and visualize that one day this, I achieved this goal. I, like, I want this. I want this to be me, you know? Let me just watch visualization technique. And then when I found out my lady is pregnant, it was a surprise. I, I, didn't, I didn't see that coming. And then, and then find out that it's a girl. I mean, it was just, it's just, you know, she just went to the doctor yesterday. Everything's good. And, and uh, I'm just preparing for that. But, you know, I, I use that for preparation as I use that visualization in business often. I visualize what I want. And, and, and people, it sounds corny that people do that, but it actually works. It's worked for me. So as an American citizen, I'm taxed on global uh, income. It, uh, it doesn't worldwide income it doesn't matter where I live. It's one of, I think, maybe of two countries in the entire world that essentially has that for American citizens. So I don't want to give up my American citizenship. Uh, I have resident, you know, but I, I can still have residency in Germany. Um, so, so basically there's tax treaties and such, but this is just my situation. So I stay here 183 days. She went back earlier. I'm still here until next month. And uh, saving money on taxes is, is something that's, you know, as your income goes higher, uh, you know, learning how to uh, legally avoid taxes is something rather than evade taxes, you know, is something that that'll help you put more money right back into your business, lend more money, invest more money and grow it. So I would say one way that I've grown is just uh, networking and experimenting and trying out new ideas. And, and that's it, really. Just uh, just keep keep trying. I've been in a bunch of businesses. I was in nightclubs. I was in real estate, private equity. Uh, extensive private equity background, doing financing, deals, debt. And, and now I'm just creating a bunch of content and um, on, on social media, build one of the largest, uh, most respected crypto-based communities um, on Discord. We have over 46,000 members. Uh, well, Pablo Heeman, who's a crypto thought leader. Uh, that's an educational program that we have. It's online education. Um, and, you know, you know, that, that valuation now is at about around eight figures. So, so based on the EBITDA that we have, so, and the multiples that are going for, for companies in the online tech sector. So 
That's incredible. And I'm so glad you're having a daughter. Usually guys are so passionate about like dreaming about having a boy, <laughs> but you're having actually a daughter. That's amazing. And I've just been in Germany recently. I had to spend a month in Frankfurt because I had to evacuate my family from Ukraine and they had to get their visas. So we had to be in Germany. And I, because of the mistake of technical error of USCIS, we had to be there stuck for like a month. And it wasn't fun. <laughs> I wish to see Germany actually, like I wish to go there actually for vacation, not for, you know, staying there. And what do you think of crypto world right now? I know it's been wild lately, but what do you think is going on? And what's the best advice? Do you like, should you invest in crypto right now? Or what do you think? Well, well, you know, my, my community, we've, we, we, uh, my partner and I, we're more on the bear side. We're networking in like, you know, moon boys that you see on TikTok, but like low IQ, they promote, oh, it's, everything's going to the moon, to the moon, to the moon. We, we're, we're really the opposite of that. I mean, his background, for example, is uh, investment banking on an institutional level. We, we, we were calling that Bitcoin would crash. He was in particular. And, and that was the stance we took uh, in our community. Uh, even when it hit, when it hit, about 40K, he said it was going to go into the 20s. People laughed at him. Then it hit 45. People laughed at him. Uh, you know, a few months later, it hit 60, 65. People laughed at him. People kept saying, hey, what's going to happen? Is Bitcoin going to hit the 20s? People thought we were a joke. We were these old guys. Who, I'm 41. He's about 38. Oh, we don't know what's going on. The 20-year-olds all laughed at us, laughed at us, laughed at us. Ah, ha, ha. You guys are idiots. You don't know what's going on with technology. And now look at today. Look how much Bitcoin has crashed. So this was a major victory for us uh, in the state of, uh, you know, popular vote, court of public opinion. Um, and it's sad because a lot of people got hurt. And that's what happens when people listen to low IQ TikTokers rather than actually learning from professionals who have real world finance experience, who understand, you know, technical analysis, fundamental analysis, you know, can understand what's going on at a hedge fund, private equity fund firm or or investment banking unit, you know, have actually worked with a managing director at an investment bank, not just they watch two YouTube videos and then TikTok. TikTok is a app that is making our country stupid. I'm very passionate about this one cause because I feel that it has been designed to, to make our country stupid. And, and if any of you that have, any of you that are mothers, okay, any of you that are fathers, if you have children on that app, be very careful because that app is designed to make us stupid. And, and I'm on that app. I, I take breaks from that app. I built over 785,000 followers on that app, despite being suppressed because I speak up about it, um, about what they're doing. Uh, and I think more Americans should, should really be careful uh, that have, you know, have really should be careful putting their children, their younger brother, their younger sister. If they're on that app, they should at the very least watch a 60 minutes interview with someone from the intelligence community that exposed the indoctrination and psychological warfare that was happening at TikTok on our children's uh, handheld device, the Trojan horse. So, so I, I would really recommend that a lot of, uh, a lot of you that are mothers uh, really, really be careful with how much time your son spends, your daughter spends on that app, because it's, it's not a friendly app, at least if you're an American. It's, it's not, it's not. And, and good old fashioned reading books, 
good old fashioned listening to educational podcasts with modern day education, old, 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 you know, old fashioned, considering 2022 podcasting is old fashioned, but watch, you know, the sources that you gather information from, you know, who are you learning from and getting a, a wide variety of point of views. I think that's becoming harder and harder. Again, I just want to, I feel a sense of responsibility because I've been on TikTok for about two years to educate people on the fact of it is controlled by the Chinese Communist Party. It is not an American platform like YouTube, Instagram, or Twitter. That algorithm is illegal in China. It is basically banned in India. It's not banned here. So again, my last, before I sound like a broken record, if you are a parent and you have a son or daughter on that app, if you have a younger brother, a younger sister, a younger cousin, a nephew, a niece, take a few minutes, watch the six, 60 minutes um, interview and, and just reevaluate what you do on that app. You know? It can be like TikTok can be really toxic. Like it sucks you in more than other apps. And I noticed that with myself, like I time myself when I go on it and like, you know, they have to clear out the cachet, whatever. And when I didn't clear out, I always get this entrepreneurs, like all these crypto guys, like giving some advice and <laughs> they don't even know anything about it, but they just like pretending like they're just an experts or these coaches that make eight figures and they promise you to like create constant, like abundance and wealth. And then you go in their Instagram, they have like 500 followers. <laughs> and, 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 and you get it, you get it. It's, it's. You know, it's not like I'm this 41-year-old guy who is not able to understand this technology. I, I was on TikTok about two years ago, almost two years ago. I mean, it was September, a little less than two years ago, when not that many people my age were on there. So so I've also been involved with, uh, you know, I've, I've also been studying blockchain for years. Way before I co-founded uh, Pian and Friends, a crypto-based community, one of the most respected on Discord in the world. Way before I did that, I was still involved with, with these new NASA, uh, you know, disruptive technologies, because I think it's a massive paradigm shift for society on so many levels. And it's not going away. It's going to still come back. Right now, to answer your earlier question, I'm still buying, uh, you know, but I take a very long view and I allocate a very small uh, portion of my financial net worth to that. I view it as speculative. I view it as, as something that I, I have conviction for on a philosophical, ideological level. Um, you know, and, 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 and I believe that in the long, long run, cryptocurrency, blockchain, NFTs, I do think there's a place for it. And I do think a lot of people want more independence and, and to break out of a government, whether it's, it doesn't matter what country you're in. And I do think more people are demanding transparency. And I do think blockchain solves a lot of these problems. I'm not an engineer. I can't go, I can't explain the technicals of it. But on a on a principled level, it, it it is a reason why I started this community because I feel like how do we transition? How do we me, how do we take people from an older way of doing it to a new way of doing it? And you know, I'll say one thing: being on TikTok, for example, I couldn't believe. For example, on my Instagram, I have three videos. They all hit about a hundred thousand. You know, for me, I, I only have about you know currently I only have about sixty thousand followers, but I'm 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 actually getting 60,000 views or 3 million views, or, you know, I just did a video of 29 million views, but, but like I get really, I have high level of engagement. 
you know, I didn't just buy 600,000 bot followers, you know? And I think that like, for example, on TikTok, they give you 500,000 followers, but I, I actually question the legitimacy of it because you could have 600,000 followers and then they give you 300 views. So as a businesswoman, now the most of my audience is women on TikTok. Most of, according to my analytics, by far most, seven out of 10 of my audience is actually women. I, I help a lot of women. I, I'm a big believer in, uh, you know, people should get paid the same, men or women. You know, I'm against toxic feminism, but I'm all for real feminists. And I think most human beings are in this country. There's a small group of toxic feminists on TikTok that are really extremist, you know, and 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 they're spreading hate inequality, not not equality, which is what I what I back. So 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 back to the earlier point here. If you're a woman, and I imagine most of this audience is women, if you're a woman and you're starting a small business on TikTok, be very careful. You know, are you willing to dress very little clothes? Are you willing to dance? Are you willing to act like a bimbo? Are you willing to act in a trashy way? No, trashy, whatever that means to you. TikTok is going to show women in some regards, the most littlest respect. It has men hate women, it's vile. But another thing that women have a problem with on TikTok is that it's hard to actually build a real business. Why? Because they may give you 100,000 followers, but what are you gonna do if in two weeks you only get 50 views? Now on Instagram, which is an American platform, on YouTube, which is an American platform, on Twitter, which is again, an American platform, Discord, an American platform. You can be a woman that starts a small business, you make a capital investment, you build a real business, you behave like a professional, a respectable professional woman, the way I'm going to raise my daughter at least. All right. And you can build a real business. You might have 10,000 followers, but guess what? It's real. Rather than having 200,000 followers on TikTok, and you only got 80 views. And then next week you got 3,000 views. You, 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 it, 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 you know, there's no consistency. They can just take it from you. And their algorithm is based so you need them and you need to do trends. You need to act like a cocktail waitress. And I respect cocktail waitresses. But I'm just saying, do you want to be a cocktail waitress? Maybe you don't. So Instagram, I think, shows more respect for businesswomen that are professionals. I have a professional community. And the woman actually who helped us build our our secret weapon is a woman she's a former executive at sony pablo heman and i are on the content creation side but the woman that helped us build our company which literally from day one which would not be here which now we have so many you know we have created so many jobs again thousands of people was a woman and she feels very strongly about it as do i about having the image of professional women promoted. We, we specifically avoid having the kind of commercials that show a cocktail waitress promoting crypto. It's disgusting. And to me, I find that actually to be, in a way, sort of misogyny. I, I, I feel like that. I support women. So we make it a point to have great examples of professional business women that are on our team. Because that, that goes along with my principles. That is exactly how I will raise my daughter, to be a professional. 
to demand to be respected as a professional based on the merit performance and her attitude. Demand respect because her performance is so good, but she's professional, she's strong, she has a great attitude, and she demands equal pay, not more, not less. And she gets, I'm raising my, I'm gonna raise my daughter like a Viking, like a, you know, like Lagratha, you know? I also, you know, like I, when I see a woman, I, I want something like that for my daughter. And you're like that, you're like that, you know? So, so, so I could see why they might not promote you maybe. I wouldn't be surprised. I, I don't know if you have TikTok. And I wouldn't you know, be surprised. I do have part time on TikTok and- um... oh, I'm not surprised. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm and actually I not surprised. To yeah. ask you, how did you grow so fast on TikTok? Because like, you know, it's not like Instagram. No, not at all. And sometimes you actually post the quality content, which is like beautiful. And it's not as, as promoted on the app. And then you see this like dirty, unedited, like terrible videos. And they're like on the top of the page. They have like millions of views. I, I, I think there are a lot of, really talented entrepreneurs especially women that are on tiktok that have been completely overlooked goes back to tiktok being controlled by the ccp you know it, it rather than promoting women the way youtube does instagram does twitter does and when i say women i mean professionally i mean specifically professional business women. and instead of promoting that image and wanting those kind of women to do well it's no, you have to act like this on TikTok to do well. And, it, and, it, and it's, and by the way, the women that I've noticed that they promote on TikTok are also the most nastiest toxic feminists. It's not the feminists that men and women all can say, oh, okay, cool, women's rights, equal pay, real equality. No, it's the type of, of women that are antagonizing the men, right? And then it's, it's really by design what's going on there. Whereas on Instagram, I don't feel that, right? On Instagram, you have 1.7 million followers. It actually gives you a fair opportunity to compete. That's why I really think all Americans should be rooting for these American platforms. Because if, if TikTok wins, we, we, what do we have left? All our men hate women. But all our women are... Everyone is saying that it's um, such a great app to grow your business and it gets like a lot of exposure. Even like... Um, just like if you have a brand, people can get a lot of exposure. I mean, some way, yes, and some way, no. But Instagram is very strict about blocking people, restricting people from comments and all this. TikTok is okay. They start getting there. But at first, it was not really like that. TikTok is great for business when it's great for business. But they can it can be bad for business at any given point. I mean, it, there is no consistency there. That's really what I say to all the women that are listening to this. Be, do not put all your eggs in that basket. For example, on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, you have much more consistency, I think, compared to TikTok. TikTok, you can do great for two months and you think everything's fine. And then all of a sudden they shadow ban you for whatever reason for six months. And then you're stuck. So if you get on, if you do get on TikTok, the way that you can get the most out of it is to drive as much traffic as you can off TikTok. Go on TikTok, put your three videos a week if you want, whatever it is. I'd say put three videos a week 
or if you want three videos a day, I don't know. It's up to you, you know, personally. I, I don't believe a lot of the BS that people say about TikTok. Like, oh, you got to do this, this, that. I, I don't listen to any of that bullshit. You know, I, I, you know, I just, I just, I just do what I want. If it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. You know, I, I don't care. I just do it. You know, and I, and, I, and I think that that works better than trying to be fake, phony. Someone like reads a book. And then they read the book and they says, oh, be a storyteller. And then they act like a storyteller, but it's like a fake story as if, oh, you know, when I was 12, my dad left me. And then I cried. And then I became successful and I worked at this job. And then I lost everything and I was at Taco Bell. And then I get, and it's like a fake sob story. And- You know, it actually kind of like similar to my life story. <laughs> No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You know, no, I was just saying. No, no, but I'm just saying. No, but I'm just. No, but I'm saying. But if that's really your story, that's yeah, good. yeah, some people think. No, but I'm just saying. Yeah, if that's really your story, but I'm saying there's people there that are just saying anything just to say it's 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 like there was there was a situation. You're not gonna believe this. Like a year ago, I saw this guy say a story about how when he was younger, he would go to school. He's like third grade. And he noticed everyone liked candy. Then he went to like Sam's Club and he bought all this candy in a wholesale prices. And then he saw this kid, this in the view of another guy, that he saw his friend, this kid, he saw this person sell all this candy and make so much money. And this kid was just like Bill Gates in the school. My friend did okay. that and he is actually a millionaire now. <laughs> he didn't well, finish school. <laughs> yeah, but hold on. But hold on. The story gets better here. So then so now I'm telling you a story. So, <laughs> like, so like then he says the, 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 the paradox that I'm actually telling you a story as I'm ridiculing this idea. So, so, so he says, so then, so then at the end of the one minute video, the guy says, and that person who was selling candy was actually me. So, so, and then everyone loves the video, right? Everyone loves the video. And it's like, wow, that's what you did. Wow, right? Then like four days later, this other kid did a video literally copying the words to the other kid, right? And then he went viral. And then like three weeks later, I did a video as a satire as a satire of the same fucking video people took it serious people ah. then like one week later another kid went viral with the same exact story i'm the only one that's doing satire i'm the only one that's doing because half of my videos are comedy i was the only one doing comedy on that i was literally couldn't just marveled at the stupidity of that app but then the other kid did it and he was serious and he got another like one two million views so what's my point? That it can work. It can work, yeah. But you also lose credibility. Uh, you know, people can feel it when you're fake. You know, people can feel it when you're real. People can feel it instinctively, you know? You know, so if, you, if that's really your story, then obviously whatever you're doing is working. You've got 4 million downloads, right? I, I really want to take notes from you, you know what I mean? Like, you, you, you know, you're doing something, right? A lot better than me. <laughs> why you're you're pretty, very successful too really. so you so you basically focus on helping a lot of women that are entrepreneurs yes. right? mm -hmm. seems like you're doing a pretty great job really 
Yeah, yeah. My brand is basically promotes. It's okay to be yourself. It's okay to be different. It's okay to be unique. It's basically not basic. <laughs> That's right. That's right. What are some key factors that can help us become millionaire? You know, one cool thing about interviews is when someone asks you a question, you didn't, and you don't know that what question they're going to ask, <laughs> and, and then you can watch that person think about the answer, right? Like it's like real time. That's a tough question. I, I would say the attributes that could help. The two attributes I will tell my daughter. You know, I've, I've been thinking more and more, what will I tell my daughter? Because I, I want my daughter to never depend on a man. I want my daughter to never, ever depend on a man. I never want my daughter to be controlled by a man. I never want my daughter to be 40 years old and be miserable with a man that disrespects her. And she's forced to stay in the relationship because she needs his money. And he bullies her, harasses her, cheats on her, beats her. All That's not going to be my daughter. I'm going to raise her from an early age to be very tough. And I'm thinking about it because I'm literally about to become a father. I think about it more and more. And one day I'm going to die and she'll be alone. So my money can come and go. She can spend it. I don't know. But the, there's three principles I can think of that I have two of them I've already thought about deeply, but I'll share with you. And this is quite personal, uh, but this is what I would do with my own daughter. And I plan on doing this. She doesn't know it yet. So the first, so the first one would be persistence to just be incredibly persistent. Keep trying. If it doesn't work, try it again. See what work, what doesn't work. If it doesn't work, try it again. Keep experimenting trying new ways, keep being persistent. If you fail five times, get up, do it six times, seven times, just persistence. And, I, and I'm going to do a lot of exercises with her to be persistent because I think persistence has helped me to the point of like where I kept failing and I thought I was crazy. I still think I, I am crazy, people tell me, but like I think that having a little bit of craziness where you keep failing, but you keep going, but you keep getting better, keep educating yourself, but you keep going. I, I know a million people have said persistence, but that really is, really is my secret, you know, is persistence. And I think a lot of people really do give up early. I, I just, it's, it's so simple and everyone has it. You don't need to buy a book. You don't need to go to college. You don't need to go to elementary school. You don't need, you know, you don't need to buy it from anyone. You have it and developing persistence. Now, the second principle that I'll give my daughter is creativity. I think creativity is my most powerful weapon alongside persistence. I don't, my grammar at the age of 41 is probably on the level of a second grader, third grader, maybe. Maybe I'm exaggerating a little bit. People make fun of my grammar, I don't care. I tell them, I don't care. I, the other day I was in a private jet and, and uh, I was just making a comedy video. I charged, you know, I was in project. And, and someone said in my social media uh, uh, video, they said, your grammar, uh, they corrected my grammar of your. And I said, uh, excuse my language. I said, <laughs> I said, do you think I give a fuck about my grammar? Do I look like I do? 
you know, and, and like, I've never gone to a bank and someone says to me, how's my grammar? Never. I've never gone to made a deposit at the bank. And someone says, I won't take your money because of your grammar. I focus on math and creativity. I, I, I didn't do well in school. So for me, my creativity and imagination brought me answers that I could only dream possible. A lot of times I don't know what I'm doing because I don't have that high level of an education. So, so because I don't have a high level of education, I've been forced to use my creativity to outsmart people that are my competitors. Creativity is really my secret. Keep trying to find a new way of doing things. Don't copy me, for example. Don't copy your, your competitor. Don't copy. I, I, I try not to copy anyone. You know, like this, I, I have people who watch my content and then they copy me. That's the worst thing to do. That's the worst thing to do because you're not, if you really want to copy me, you would copy me by, by being yourself, same way I am. That's really the way. And if, and if you're being yourself and you can't be popular, then partner with someone who can. You know, like if you're not popular on social media, partner with someone who can be. Don't force it. See, I wish I could do good in school. I can't. So I left college. I couldn't do well. It was, it was impossible for me to get like a D. You know, and I didn't enjoy it. I left. Now, if I was good at it, I would probably be sitting here telling you that me going to law school was a great decision. I would have gone to law school. I would have gotten an MBA if I was good at school. I wasn't. I was awful. So it would be easy for me to tell you that school was a stupid decision. It would be easy for me to tell you college is bad. Yeah, but in reality, college is bad because I sucked at it. If I did great at it, I would tell you college is something everyone should do. Why? Because it feeds into my ego. I don't think. But I, but I didn't have that. No, even it's a great decision. I think I wasted kind of my time there because I, well, yes and no, because I actually done nine years of IT project management prior to start going blogging full time. And mostly what I studied there actually helped me in the business because I had business degree but actually going there I wish I started sooner what I was what I'm doing now and I wish I didn't like do this nine to five because that was like a huge waste of time and with creativity I wish I started earlier expressing myself because I had so much outside noise that were like influencing me and did not let me to express myself in the way I wanted. So, yeah, I mean, if you, if you can learn well, I, I, I think there's a lot of things you can learn, you know, I, I just didn't learn well. So I, I, I rely on creativity, imagination. I still do till this day. And I think imagination is a, something we all have. Creativity is all we all have, you know, some have more than others. Uh, but I think it's something that everyone can benefit getting a little bit more of. So I would say that's that. And then, and then the third, the third principle is integrity. People don't really care how good you are at something. Like, you know, you hear people say this, like they don't care how much you know until they show them how much care. I think it's important to take care of your team. If someone were to say, I spoke to 10 people that work for you or with you, would they speak well about me behind my back? I'm, I'm fairly confident most people would say they like working. I'm confident because they stay with me. 
and 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 I go out of my way to treat them fairly. Do I think there's some people that'll say they hate working with me? Yeah, of course. But I think the majority are happy, you know. And 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 if you take care of your team, really, like it really business takes care of itself. That has worked for me, you know. Like I focus on the root. Take care of my team. Take care of my team. They take care of my customers. When I go to a restaurant, if I go to a restaurant and I see the staff is spitting in my face, treating me like a dog, ignoring me, mad attitude, awful food, awful presentation, I think the managers and the owners treat their staff like shit. I really do. Because I think if the owners and the management treated their staff well, they would attract better people. I mean, well, we're all equal, but people with a better attitude and more professional people, even with the same pay. You don't have to pay them. You know, we're all human beings. We have self-esteem. We have egos. Just treat them fairly. Treat them with respect. And then also, when you say you're going to pay somebody, pay them. Don't make it like, oh, it's a second job just to get paid from someone. Like you do, you, you do great work and then it takes you three fucking weeks to go get paid. And then, and then you keep emailing and texting and texting and email. Hey, did you get my invoice? Did you get my, don't make it a job for the person. Pay them. They did their work, pay them. I make it a point to pay. I'm a big believer. And I learned this when I was about 21. 20 years ago, I learned this lesson. I'm a Jewish man. His name was Howie in Washington, D.C. I lived in Washington, D.C. for about a year. I did some work for him in a nightclub. Small, was, I was 21. And he said to me, come to my office and get paid. I went to his office. I remember it was a sunny day just like this. I go into his office and he gives me a check. And he says, Nima. I say, yes, Howie. He says, in your career, you're going to see who respects you when it comes time to pay you. And I can still think about it like I'm sitting in that desk today, that when someone respects you, they make it easy for you to get paid and they make it a priority to pay you. You can tell how much someone respects you when it comes time to pay you. You know, if they don't respect you, they push you off. If they respect you, they pay you. And I make it a point to pay my team. I pay, let me tell you, for example, I pay them on a monthly basis. I still haven't even gotten paid for the last, didn't even, didn't even, didn't even finish my, my, my accounting. You could ask the accountant. I haven't even finished our accounting for uh, May. We haven't even finished our financials for May. I just paid everyone. I don't give a shit. Why? I paid them. I believe in paying your team first. I don't need the money. Anymore. It doesn't matter. I don't need it right now. It matter. I, it's still in my business bank account. It's not like it disappeared on me anyway, but I'm just saying I paid them because they're still waiting. I made, I actually made it a point to pay myself last. Once you start paying yourself last, it's, it really, it really is a paradigm shift rather than paying yourself first and then paying your team. I think that's one of the most selfish, stupidest things I've ever heard. Take care, pay yourself, fuck your team. No, take care of your team first. People think like that. A lot of people think like that. And it's the worst thing to do because you're not feeling the suffering of your, your staff for your staff getting their $7,000 salary that month. That's their rent. That's their groceries. That's their, that's their car insurance. That's their gasoline. That's them going on vacation. So when you delay it one week, maybe they didn't save that much money. Then you screwed their plan. 
pay them when you say you were going to pay them. You pay them every week, pay them every two weeks, every month, whatever it is, whatever your billing schedule is with your bookkeeper, accountant, so forth. But pay them. And I think when you pay them first, it's especially as a small business, if you're not making much revenue, you should also feel you're going to feel the pressure. Now, you should. You will feel the pressure if you don't have much money. But just remember, your team has the pressure, too. Think of your team's hunger, thirst, starvation, pain, ambition, desire. And, and they don't owe you anything. They can leave you. So if you're not helping them grow, don't. If, 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 they're not, if, if you're not helping them grow, don't be mad if they leave. It's just like, what, you know, for example, my, my view on dating and relationships. You know, for example, with my woman, I love when she sees me improve myself. I love when she sees me grow. I hope she always watches me grow. I hope she always thinks Nima's best days are ahead of her. Because if my best days are behind me, then why would she want to even be with me? I don't even want that thought to go in her head. I don't ever want her to even think, oh, Nima's best days are over. I'm going to go find another man whose best days are still coming. Then she leaves me, cheats on me. Then I don't have my daughter and my wife. I know that's a pretty dark way of looking at it. But I always want her to think my best days are ahead of me. First of all, my woman would never do that. She's much better than me. You know, she's like 50 times better than me. She doesn't think, she doesn't even think as dark as I think. So, so you know, so, 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 and, I, and, I, and I'm very lucky to have it. Yeah, really, it's the best gift of my life. And then now I got a daughter, which is even a bigger gift. But I just want to say, I just always want to be focused on getting better and having, improving. And I feel like that with my staff, my team and my partners. How can I help them keep growing? If you can keep, if you can do business with integrity, where you treat them fairly, you pay them well, pay them well, meaning a fair competitive wage. You don't have to overdo it, but you also pay them on schedule. And in addition to all of that, in addition to all of that, you help them grow. They don't leave. Most of them don't. I have so many people that are with me. For years, why would I screw someone over? Then I have to go build trust with another person. It takes so long to build trust with someone on your team. When you start doing business, you don't really know someone until you make money. You know, and then dating before you sleep with them, right? You get to know or you travel with them. You travel with a friend, you get to know them. You get on the airport with that person. You go to the airport, you get on a flight, right? or you date someone, you sleep with them all night, you know, or in business, you make money with them. Then you, then you know, you know, then you start seeing someone or I, I felt like I didn't know my, for example, in one of my businesses, I felt my business partner said this. He's Chinese. I do business with the Chinese. And he said to me, he said, uh, it's a beautiful country. I've been to China, despite my views on the CCP. I love China. I've been to China twice. There are a lot of patriotic Chinese Americans. I'm against Asian hate crimes. I love Chinese philosophy. Again, I've been to China twice. Beautiful. My father's been to China. He's done business with Chinese. My views on the CCP is, is separate from everything else. I'm against bigotry of all forms. So I just wanted to clarify that. But a uh, this one, one of my partners, Chinese, I do, business, I do ongoing business with Chinese. Chinese that are not even American. Not China, like, oh, not Chinese, like the guy lives in Alpharetta, Georgia, a suburb of Atlanta. No, no, no. China, like, overseas. And, and Chinese man said this to me. He said, we got an argument once. 
me and this Chinese man. And he said to me, he said, he said, Nima, and he spoke with his accent, you know, he said, Nima, uh, in my view, you don't really, you haven't really uh, started your business relationship until after you've had your first argument. And after that, we began our real friendship, our business relationship. And he's one of my business partners that I do business with today. He's an amazing person. Incredible work ethic, incredible tenacity, dedication. To this day, to this day, I still do business with that one business partner. I still work with him. And, and that was something I learned was that in business, it's like after that first argument, then you really see, okay, now it's like, all right, now the pleasantries are over. So back to the point, to your question, what are some skills that help? Three skills, three, three principles. Number one, persistence. Number two, creativity. And number three, integrity. If you do these three things, it's, it's hard. It's like you, like, it's hard to mess up. Those three things generally will take you far. At least give you an advantage. At least put the odds in your favor. I can't promise you results. Those three things that help me, those, those are guiding principles for me. And now lately, I actually think more and more that my grandma passed away this year. I think, which would she say to me in her voice and her sound, my grandma's side of the family is from Jerusalem. A mixed Iranian and uh, Israeli, and and my my ethnic background. I was born and raised here in the United States. But my grandma said uh, she said something like, "Pesadachu," "Pesadachu" means in Farsi means uh, you know good boy. And uh, I think now I think that my grandma's passed away. In some situations, I think if I did something that was not popular, would my grandma say, "You're a good boy," in in her voice. And that's kind of my moral compass now that she's gone because she was like a mother and uh, losing her was the most painful thing in my life. And it happened the same year that I'm having a daughter. So sorry for your loss. Yeah, I'm very close to your grandma. Yeah. And last year she had stroke in July. I was in Miami for swim fashion week and I got news and it was crazy. I just had to leave everything, go back to Atlanta, pack and go to Ukraine. So I had to spend there like three and a half months then almost like I spent there almost six months and now and after the war started so I had six weeks like no communication with her and after I didn't sleep for months and a half had to find someone to evacuate them from Ukraine her building got split in half and finally I was able to evacuate her bring to U.S. like a month ago at the end of May yeah, but she's now. Whoa, 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 whoa. Where, where is she now? She's now here in uh, with my mom, and but she's in, in, partially in paralyzed, Atlanta. and she doesn't speak after the stroke. Is she in Atlanta? Yeah, she's in Atlanta now, but she has a boyfriend. He's thirteen years younger. <laughs> we were oh, able to bring nice. him as well. <laughs> oh, that's. We've been that's together good. for a while <laughs> before it happened, and the stroke happened. He stuck with her through that oh man that's that's i feel for the people i had a ukrainian girlfriend when i was a lot younger i had a latvian girlfriend too i've been to eastern europe but you know it's uh it's very sad very sad what happened to uh ukraine huh yeah it's heartbreaking it's heartbreaking i saw some stuff i don't know if it was propaganda or not of uh russian soldiers that were beating a girl on the on the ground i never it was so graphic that that uh the way they kicked her and Oh my gosh, it's it, it just, it just really, 
hopefully there's peace there, you know? As an American, I, I definitely support those people, you know? Really. Yeah, it was very yeah. crazy. So much craziness there. But I'm glad like they're safe now here. That was a lot. But I totally yeah. feel you, like how you feel about your grandma. And it's just like so sorry for your loss. Yeah, thank you. You know, it happened. It, it really it's, it's like cognitive dissonance that it happened to me. It's the happiest moment that I'm having a daughter. And then the other moment is my grandma, my grandma passed away, you know, the darkest. It's, it's surreal. It's like, it's like right now, it's a sunny day. Every day feels like it's a sunny day now, but there's a tsunami coming that's going to just wipe out the island. And you're watching this video on social media. It's a beautiful sunshine. You see a palm tree, right? And you're thinking like, oh, that's beautiful. But then there's this like massive tsunami coming that's about to just kill 10,000 people. And that's how I feel. It's like, It's like every day now for me for, for the past month and a half, roughly five weeks or so has just been like a tsunami. It's the greatest day of my life and it's the darkest day of my life. I, 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 it's, it's, it's the most surreal experience, you know? So, so just try to take it one day at a time. You're very lucky you can see your grandmother. You get an opportunity today or tomorrow, you know, you go give her a cuss, a kiss, a hug, pinch your cheeks. Do it for me. But you know, you know she, and I'll buy cares. She doesn't speak and she can only like she can understand everything, but she can't speak. It's not like she was the same as she was before. It's basically we kind of lost her, but not really. But we are even happy that she's like that and she's alive. So but it's hard. I you know, my you know, my you know, my grandma when she was in the in the in the home uh before she passed away. I remember, despite the fact that she couldn't really talk, once she held my hand. And after my visit, I was about to leave. And I was holding her hand and she was holding my hand. And, and I was about to leave. And then as I was about to leave, she, she grabbed my hand stronger. But then I left a few minutes later. And I still think how much I wish I could still keep holding her hand. But I'll never be able to hold her hand and she'll never kiss me for the rest of my life. And, and I have to live with that, you know. So I would say even if your grandma cannot talk to you, you're just going there and she can hear it. Maybe she can just hear you. You can hold her. It's still something. Even if it doesn't do much for you, maybe she can feel it. Because I remember my grandma when she couldn't talk and I said her name before she passed away. Within a few days, I remember when I told her how much I love her, but I said basically in, in another language, I said how much I care for her. I love her. I remember she was like this, her eyes went up like this, her eyebrow went up like this, like she could hear me. She couldn't talk, but it was like she could hear me. And I hope that gave her something, you know? So you being there for your grandma, you're never gonna regret it. Even if she can't talk, maybe she can hear you, maybe she can feel you touch her. She can, she can say yes or no, but she like can't really have the conversation. She can't say what she wants. She, she'll yeah. be happy when she sees you. Yeah. She'll be happy when she She was kissing my hands the other day when I came by. I was there yesterday and yeah, it was crazy. Uh, I'm jealous, but, but I'm happy for you. you know, so Thank you. Take advantage of that as much as you can while you can. As much as you can while you can. You won't regret it. You won't regret it. Thank you. And I know, Thank like, you. hard to lose loved ones, but, you know, they're 
always with us. They're still with us. They, you know, even if they're gone, they're still present. That's like when I lost some of my relatives and my grandpa, that's what I always remember. It kind of helps me to cope with it. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of how, yeah. I feel like, I feel like she's, she's going to be in my daughter. Yeah. A little bit of hers in my daughter. That's, that's, that's for sure. Because there is like kind of, I don't know why, but it's always happens in the family when someone dies there is always newborn in the family it's always like that i've seen this with my friends happening in their families and like my relatives it always happened like that you know when wow. passes away there is newborn coming yeah wow i'm happy you told me that yeah they speak a little better yeah well hey you know what thank you for having me really yeah. really i want to say thank you again and uh i look forward to uh listening to this podcast watching it you know yeah, thank you. And where can all listeners find you? Social handles, all the information. Do you offer any courses or? My Instagram, uh, Nimo Yamini, N-I-M-A-Y-A-M-I-N-I, Nimo Yamini on Instagram. I do a lot of business content, mindset content, but I also do a bunch of comedy videos, skits and stuff. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm on Instagram. And uh, again, thank you very much for uh, having me. Appreciate yeah, it. Thank you so much. That was all for today, guys. I hope you really enjoyed this episode as much as I did. Not Basic Blonde podcast is available on all the major platforms with new episodes every Tuesday and Thursday. To support the show, tag NBB Podcast on your Instagram stories and check out more behind the scenes on Instagram as well at notbasicblonde underscore or NBB Podcast. And if you haven't, subscribe, rate and review Not Basic Blonde podcast on Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much, guys. Have a great day. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.